The vastness of the Pacific Ocean seemed endless as our U.S. Special Forces elite team embarked on a routine naval exercise. We were trained to handle a multitude of scenarios, but little did we know that the most unexpected and harrowing encounter of our lives was about to unfold. As we sailed through the calm waters, our eyes caught sight of an ominous sight on the horizon, an abandoned cargo ship drifting aimlessly. Our curiosity peaked, we decided to investigate. A sense of trepidation crept up my spine as we boarded the derelict vessel, not knowing what to expect. The ship's interior was eerie, a ghostly echo of its former activity. Dust and cobwebs covered everything, and a stifling atmosphere hung in the air. But it was not the ship's emptiness that alarmed us, it was the cargo we discovered below deck. There, in the dim light, stood a creature that defied all logic and explanation. It was taller than any of us, easily dwarfing a pickup truck by a couple of feet. Its bones were encased in a haunting contrast of black and white, long arms half stretched to its sides, as if it was daring us to challenge it. This cryptid creature was like nothing we had encountered before. Three-dimensional and imposing, it exuded an aura of deathly stillness. It seemed to absorb light around it, not reflecting anything in return. A deer skull formed its nightmarish face, void of expression yet evoking an unshakable sense of malevolence. Before we could fully process the enigma before us, the creature lunged at our team with unimaginable speed and ferocity. Chaos erupted as we struggled to defend ourselves against this formidable adversary. The creature's attack caught us off guard, and it inflicted injuries on several of our soldiers. Instinct and training kicked in, and we retaliated with a hail of gunfire. The bullets hit the creature, causing it to roar in pain and anger. But it wasn't enough to bring it down. Despite our efforts, the cryptid managed to escape by leaping into the sea, disappearing beneath the waves with an eerie, vanishing act. We rushed to the ship's deck, hoping to catch a glimpse of the creature's retreat, but it was as if it had never been there. The ocean lay calm and undisturbed, leaving us to wonder if the encounter had been a mere hallucination. As a special forces team, we were accustomed to facing danger head-on, but this encounter left us shaken to our core. We knew we had encountered something beyond the realm of our understanding, a cryptid that defied all known laws of nature. When I was about 18, I was sitting in a blind after dark trying to trap owls with a couple other people, were falconers. We were about half a mile or so from the nearest road in a clearing in the woods. It was pitch black all around and we only had a red light on inside the blind. The blind is about 12 by 12 by 8. There's three small rectangular holes in each wall but no other windows or anything, and a closed door. All of a sudden, bright light is coming in from all the different sides of the blind at once. We all start quietly freaking out. My first thought was a police helicopter looking for drug growers, but there was no sound. As soon as it went dark, we ran outside and there was nothing around, and no sound. Can't explain that one, and I think I imagined it if I wasn't alone. A second one was a couple years ago. I was deer hunting in the mountains. I was walking up a trail, up to a peak in a fairly remote area. I left my car at around 4am to start hiking. I could hear nosies in the woods most of the way up, but never saw anything, and that's not really unusual. When I was hunting, I saw two guys coming up the trail I had hiked in. I was just sitting looking through binoculars, so when they got close I waved and started talking to them. They asked how long I had been up there, and I told them, it was about 10am at this point. 
Then they asked if I saw all the wolf tracks on the path. No, there hadn't been any wolf tracks. So, on the way back down, I was watching the trail, and starting about 100 yards down from the peak, I started seeing wolf tracks and scat. Some of them even in my boot prints. There was about 7 or 8 individuals, and the tracks overlapped mine starting right after leaving my car. Turns out they were what I had been hearing all the way up the mountain. That still freaks me out. It was an average summer day for us 10-year-olds in northern Illinois. It was a day just like any other before it. We saw the same people, we watched the same cars drive by, and we heard the same animals making the same noises they always make. There we were, the four of us, taking a break from playing basketball and for some reason, I looked up. There it was the biggest bird I had ever seen flying out of the western sky, but I wasn't sure it really was a bird. When I first saw it I was certain it was one of those custom-made biplanes that was just made to look like a bird. However, I noticed there wasn't any noise coming from its engines. That's when the beast's wings flapped. It was at that time I realized I was actually staring at a bird bigger than any I had ever seen in my life. I shouted at my three friends to look up, partly so they could see this giant bird and partly so I'd have someone to tell me if I was seeing things or not. At the time I wasn't sure if any of them did look up, my eyes were fixed on the bird. I continued to watch it as it flew over my house, then off into the eastern sky. The entire sighting was only about 30 seconds, but those 30 seconds were etched into my mind forever. The bird itself was probably around 6 to 10 feet in length. As for its wingspan, I am certain that it was at least around 25 feet, maybe bigger. It was a dark brown color with no other marks that I could see. One thing that stands out in my mind is its huge claws. I had seen both vultures and birds of prey's claws and something about these made me think of a bird of prey. The only part of the bird that I didn't get a good look at was its head. All I can remember seeing is its beak, and that was only for a brief moment. As for the other three witnesses, I am certain that two of them saw the bird too. As for the third one, he wasn't around when I looked to see if anyone else was present after the bird was out of my view. As for one of the other witnesses, at the time of the sighting, and for a while after it, he agreed that we saw a rather large bird, but a couple of months after the sighting he said he didn't remember seeing anything. As for the fourth witness, he has always agreed that we saw a giant bird that day. He remembers it being a dark color but isn't sure which color because the sun was in his eyes from his viewpoint. One thing we don't agree on about the bird is its size. He thinks it was slightly bigger, around 12 feet with a wingspan of about 30 feet. That sighting was 7 years ago, 1995, and to this day I am not sure what it was. I know it wasn't a vulture or a hawk of some kind, because I see those all the time around here. After reading about Thunderbirds I believe that is what it was. I just wish I could get a glimpse of it again, one then I can be certain if all I saw was my imagination taking over for a moment, or a truly massive bird roaming the midwestern skies. On February 27, 2023 my friend was driving home from work, and passing down my country road sometime between 5pm and 6pm less than a mile from my house, at the end of my township, Within 1,000 feet of the closest house, he saw an unknown creature. It was at the edge of the road as if it were about to cross. It was pitch black, very furry, and had a bobtail, and the face of a pit bull. 
I could see its jowls. It had dog-like ears, slender, but muscular, and was standing on all fours. When it saw me, it paid no attention to me, but slowly turned around and lipped back into the woods. When it left, it jumped like a frog. Its legs were turned out, just like a frog. It was appropriately the size of a Great Dane, on all fours. He was uncertain if it had humanoid feet, and couldn't identify much else. Where he reported having seen it in a wooded area, right beside a small bayou, southern Louisiana, and there is a notable nook that leads off into the woods right around where he saw it. The very same night after he saw it, I heard strange noises around midnight, akin to something climbing the wooden structure, thuds, and the sound of wood bowing. Side events, six or so years ago, I saw something strange leap between one section of woods to another, across a highway, about a half mile from my home. It was black, hairy, and ape-like at a glimpse. About three years ago, me and my wife heard a tapping on the window behind us, around midnight. We laughed about it at first, but my cousin from across the street called me moments after and said there's something big in your yard, I could hear it running through your yard. It's in the woods now. We investigated, and heard it rustling through trees, but never saw it. The next morning, outside the window that was tapped on, was a large humanoid footprint. Barefoot. To tap on the glass would require something to stand, upright, at least five feet minimum, given the lifted foundation. About three years ago, a buddy and I were hanging out, and we saw something strange walk into my cousin's yard, across the street. It was large, black, and furry. It walked on all fours and appeared like a pig at first glance. We scoped in on it, and couldn't determine what it was. It had a dog-like snout, but the stature and build of a hog. It was about the size of a large hog, or perhaps a large bear cub. I don't remember it having a tail. It sniffed around his house, circled it, and went back into the woods. About a year ago, I was driving at night from the far end of my road. There is a curve approximately a half mile from where my friend reported seeing the creature. In the curve, as I banked a bit, my headlights shined into the woods and revealed I shine, about six feet off the ground. I stopped the car next to where the eye shine was, to examine it. I didn't see anything else, but the smell of rotting meat flooded the car, and I promptly left. About a year ago, I was outside around midnight, when I heard a strange noise in my cousin's yard. I shined a flashlight over there and caught some eye shine at average height from the ground. It looked at me and kept walking into the wood line. In my experience, if you spotlight something and can see its eye shine, they stop and stare at you. This thing kept going, but watched me the whole time. I continued to shine into the wood line for a bit longer, and it returned, about 15 feet down the wood line. It stared at me from within the woods and turned around. I continued to shine my light and caught it one more time in the same place as the second encounter. It looked at me for a moment and turned away. I didn't see the eye shine again. At the time, I had an eerie feeling that it seemed too sentient to be a deer or a hog. Maybe a big cat, but no normal woodland critter from around here. I grew up in a very rural area. As a kid, I'd do a lot of exploring. Once when I was about 11 and my brother was 8, we were riding our bikes down an old trail on the edge of our neighbor's property. We frequented abandoned dirt roads often, so we knew if we just kept following the trail, we'd eventually end up at the main road, about a quarter of a mile from our driveway. We came across an old red iron lean-to. 
There were cow carcasses hanging from the top post in various states of decay. This spooked us and we got out as quickly as possible. We really didn't speak about it after that but both still explored. I had found a house when I was about 16 or so but never had the courage to go in. It was about 2 miles behind our neighbor's 22 acre property line. I didn't really worry about it because of how far and I didn't want to go that far out on someone else's land like that again. Now here's where it gets weird. At 22 me and two other friends got drunk and decided to go exploring. I knew how to get to this house because there's a trail. It's overgrown from years of neglect but it's still a viable trail. We get to a clearing and there's the house. There is a rusted 50s oil cup truck parked beside the home. It's white wood and still in pretty decent condition. The lawn was shorter gras, almost like it was fresh cut and it looked like they needed to weed eat around the truck and house. I didn't think much of this at the time. We don't plan to go in at first. We walked around the back and saw there was a whole trailer behind the house. The two were connected by a crudely made awning and porch. We could see the back door of the house and the front door of the trailer were both open. One quart glass jars were everywhere. I mean dozens. Some on the ground under the porch, a lot on the platform. There were so many, they spilled out of the trailer and house. Most were empty but some had a clear liquid. We decided not to enter the trailer because that seemed to be where the majority of the jars were. We were unsure of broken glass and assumed the liquid was moonshine as it wasn't growing algae like some of the others. We go through the back door and find the house was in disarray. Paper everywhere, tons of water damage. The roof and floor were caving in in some places. I found a calendar from 1973 hanging. Old toys and books were just scattered. No seating or bedding furniture but there were a couple of tables and a desk. The craziest thing I found was a box within that desk. It contained pencils, blank papers, a how to write in shorthand book and some records. The records showed large sums of money being paid not only to the local school but also to several people. The area I grew up in is a lot of old money, generational wealth people and I recognized many last names. One of the names I recognized was my 70-something-year-old landlords. The sums of money were anywhere between 50 and 6,000. The larger amounts were paid to the school and frequently too. They get a check at least once every week, sometimes twice a week. Never for less than 1,000. At this point, one of my friends found a plate and glass on the kitchen table. It was dirty like it had food on it at one point. There were dirty dishes in the sink too. This kinda weirded us out so we left at this point. It's been about 10 years since that day. A few weeks ago, I'm shooting the shit with my dad at about 2 in the morning. We were talking about living there for so many years and how we had so many memories. With it being so late, I felt a little spooky so I told him about the house. I did not tell him about the Resieps. After hearing my story he kinds nods and says, yeah, that's Mr. Cup's house. I had never heard of this dude in the 20-something years I've lived in this house. The more I got to thinking about it, the more I felt like I remembered that name on the records. I asked my dad how he knows about the house and apparently, when we were little kids, my parents had too much to drink one night and took some of their friends out there to go ghost hunting. He saw pretty much the same thing I did. He told how he gets to the location and I realized the road I found those carcasses on as a kid was one of Mr. Cup's driveways. The other came out about a quarter of a mile to the opposite of my house. 
I then told him about the Resieps and our now deceased original landlord's name on them. He tells me he doesn't know about all the Resieps but he does tell me that way back in the 50s, Mr. Cup and our landlord's where it ends about where the property line was. Mr. Cup had proof of his side of the land. The landlord had filed a motion to stall the lawsuit and eventually, after years of fighting, it was settled that the property Mr. Cup was living on was theirs. Some of the details in regard to why Mr. Cup didn't get his land are fuzzy to my dad. He does know that the landlords didn't tell Mr. Cup Ty he had to vacate because they didn't want him to appeal. So for about 10 years they let him live there and didn't mess with him. At this point, he's in his 70s and it's in the 1970s. The landlord gave Mr. Cup's property, in addition to a lot of property behind our neighbor's acreage to her daughter as a wedding present. They forced Mr. Cup to pay them in order to stay. The daughter used the money to fund a clubhouse in the middle of the property. They also redirected his access road, the trail, to lead to the clubhouse. This went on for some time until the couple who are now in possession of the property decided to divorce. The guy was the brother to my little brother's best friend's dad. His family home was right down the road from all this. He managed to win all the property in the divorce and the wife got the money. The first thing he did was go to Mr. Cup and sold him not only his property back, but also all the property that was originally the landlord's, including the property the club was on. So Mr. Cup closed off all access to the club and the access point furthest from him. He left the one closer to his home open. Then what? I had asked my dad. He shrugged. Nothing, he lived a few more years and then died. They found him at the kitchen table a few months after he had passed. I don't know who owns this property now, nor do I know who has been maintaining it. The only other person in this area with that last name spelled it different and was not originally from the area. I know nothing else about it. I don't even know what was in those jars. I think about this sometimes and the more I think about it the more questions I have answers. I saw an alien in my room and showed them a meme. I wrote this account six months ago because I needed to get this story off my chest. This experience was starting to affect my relationship and I desperately needed to tell someone and move on. I decided not to go through with posting about it because I didn't want to seem cringe or have a bunch of people tell me that I was lying. Fast forward to today and I'm finally feeling brave enough to share. Context, I'm female, I was 22 at the time and in my last year of engineering school, still living in my parents' house. Since then I've moved out and got a job in another city. Back in April 2022 I was laying in bed relaxing and had drifted off to sleep around 1am, I'm a night owl and typically stay up well into the night. Sometime after I fell asleep I was awakened by someone grabbing me from behind in an awkward hugging motion. Like a bear hug but more awkward than grabby. I slept on my side and would usually face the wall, so I needed to turn around to see who was touching me. My mom usually gets up for work super early, so I assumed it was her coming into my room to hug me and say bye for the day. I was horribly wrong. When I started to turn around, my vision was still blurry, and I couldn't see anyone standing directly next to my bed. I was confused because I had just felt someone touching me. Before I had even finished fully turning to see, my eyes had wandered to the corner of my room near my desk, and my body froze immediately. There was this unknown being floating directly above my desk. 
I'm not even sure if Bing is the right word to use, but it looked humanoid. This being was slightly shorter than me, I'm 5 feet 3, had a larger than normal head, and a tiny slit mouth, and their skin was this blackish, star-speckled color. I don't even know how to describe it, but they almost looked hairy, like if I poked them my finger would go right through. I felt like I was looking into some sort of cosmic gas. It was really strange, but the most prominent feature I noticed was their gigantic, deep black eyes. The eyes somehow managed to be a deeper black than their skin. They were so huge and just very striking to see. When I saw them hovering over my desk, I made eye contact and my whole body froze. My immediate instinct was to get up and run away, but it was like I couldn't move my arms and legs no matter how much I thought I needed to. I was frozen still. A strange detail I remembered the other day was that when I made eye contact, all the ambient noise in the room was gone. It was completely silent, and we were just staring deeply into each other's eyes. It was like time completely frozen at that moment. While I was staring into their eyes, I felt something I had never felt before. I felt the most primal fear I could have ever felt. I felt like I had suddenly reverted into a caveman or something. I felt this horrible dread, a horrible terror. I kept thinking that I needed to get up and run, I needed to get away, but I couldn't move. And then I heard this message in my head. I can't exactly describe how I heard it. It wasn't as if someone said it to me, but as if it was directly planted into my own thoughts. It said, don't be afraid, and I thought to myself what in the world is going on? I was confused because I heard this message but the being itself did not speak. Like their mouth didn't move, in fact, I don't remember any sort of facial expression ever being conveyed other than the creepy intense stare. I felt a sort of calmness wash over me and I blacked out a few moments after that. The next thing I remember is being seated at my desk. The being was gone but I could still hear these messages in my head. I'm assuming they realized how scared I was and decided to hide themselves to avoid me freaking out again. I can't exactly remember the entire conversation word for word, or how it even happened, but I remember the gist of it. Basically, I was shown these images of real-life war, maybe the war in Ukraine? And images of war and things like cartoons and media, and I guess it wanted to know my opinions about both and the way the images made me feel. I can't remember my response but I remember feeling that they were mildly satisfied with it. For a moment I felt like there might have been a third presence in the conversation like someone else was observing, but I'm not completely sure. At some point during the encounter, I felt awkward and I grabbed my phone to look online, just looking for something to calm myself down. Nobody was in the room but still, I felt like I was being watched intensely. It's worth noting that I have very severe social anxiety, and I was scared, but I didn't feel like I was in danger anymore. Anyway, I ended up finding some stupid meme and laughing at it, and I got a feeling like the being was questioning my behavior like they seemed intrigued by the way I was acting. I remember holding my phone up in the air like look, not knowing where they were but trying to show them anyway. There was a moment of silence, and then the next thing I know I was back in bed again like nothing ever happened, in the blink of an eye. My phone was lying next to me on the bed, and the screen was off. I grabbed it to look at the time. It was like 3 or 4 am. I checked my tabs to make sure I wasn't insane, and sure enough, the last page that I had been on was still open. I don't think they liked my meme. After this happened, I felt like I had been severely traumatized. I slept with a light on for several months after this happened. 
I talked about it constantly, so much so that I started to overwhelm my girlfriend with my behavior. I was paranoid all the time, I couldn't fall asleep without checking that same coroner over and over again. I spent months researching other people who've had similar encounters, just trying to convince myself that I'm not crazy. I still do feel paranoid a lot of the time, and sometimes I convince myself that it wasn't real and I was just dreaming, sleep paralysis, but my body knows the truth. I still feel that horrible dread feeling when I think about what happened, especially when I think of looking into their eyes. My hands will shake and I start to sweat, my body goes numb. It's the only thing that keeps me 100% sure that it wasn't just a dream. I still find myself checking corners when I'm in bed at night, but it's gotten a lot easier to manage now that some time has passed. This experience has completely changed the way I see reality and consciousness, and definitely made me ask myself some tough questions about our existence on this planet. It was late at night, around 11.30-11.45. Myself and a buddy were sitting at the fire talking when we heard a commotion on the other side of the creek about 15 yards from us. It sounded like a very large animal was rolling down the embankment towards the creek. We heard a howling sound and short grunting noises coming closer and closer. Now here I must tell you that I have just listened to a few of the audio clips on this site in the clip titled Westmoreland Moans has got the hair on the back my neck standing on end, it is the exact same sound. At first we thought it was a coyote with a really strange howl, but there was no answer in the distance from another in response. The sound came closer and closer until we could hear splashing in the creek 15 yards away. All of a sudden a deer came bolting through our camp, surprising the heck out of us, then we sat down and laughed it off. But it wasn't over. We could hear something still on the other side of the creek breaking branches and twigs. We caught a faint odor, like that of an extremely dirty dog, then came the moan again and splashing around in the water. I had brought my .22 rifle with me and took the opportunity to fire a few rounds into the air. We heard a horrible grunting sound and then we could hear it going back up the embankment on the other side of the creek. Terrified, we hopped into the truck, but didn't leave. I aimed my headlights toward the other side of the creek to try to see anything. We saw nothing but could still hear loud grunts or snorts. We left for the evening and came back at daylight to retrieve the rest of our belongings. Driving into camp we could see that things had been moved around. We couldn't find any footprints, but did see branches broken and bent as high up as 9 to 10 feet. Since then I have returned only once to show a friend where it had happened. As I was walking very slowly trying to be as quiet as possible in the tender dry branches and needles I noticed movement about 75 yards down the slope from me. I started to raise my rifle but immediately noticed the animal I saw was dark brown or black in color. My thoughts immediately processed that it was a bear but then it was very apparent the animal I was looking at was on two legs. I was in disbelief of what I was seeing. I raised my rifle to look through the scope but the animal was walking very briskly through the woods as if it was on roller skates, very fluid movements. I watched it for about 15-20 seconds as it changed direction away and down the slope from me. It had started towards an open meadow but then turned and headed down the slope through the trees. Later that night after I had recounted my experience to the others in our party we experienced noises coming from either side of the meadow where we were camped. At first there was a loud crack from one side, after a few moments there was a loud crack from behind our camp. 
We thought it may be a herd of elk in the timber and shined a light into the dark to see what we could see but there was nothing. We experienced the same types of sounds and experiences, the sound of large branches cracking from either side of our campsite, two more times over the next hour. This happened probably five or six years ago, I think I was 18 at the time. For starters, I lived in a city where neighborhoods and forests kind of blend together. There are plenty of wooded areas where people go to have bonfires and parties. One night, after discovering that all of our usual spots were crowded with people, I suggested we go to a spot that I had been to a few times nearby. I had been there multiple times, but only during the day. The street where we park is maybe 200 feet from the tree line, it's your average middle class neighborhood, nothing crazy is really known to happen there. So we walk in, start a bonfire and we're all having a good time. Some of us are drinking and smoking a bit, myself included. About 45 minutes pass and I'm a little intoxicated, but nothing major. And over the sound of our quiet music and my friends talking, I hear something odd. I can't make out what it is so I figure maybe I'm just hearing things. Maybe another 10 minutes go by and I hear it again, a little better this time. It still sounds relatively far away but it sounds like velcro tearing. I stop and just kind of sit there trying to listen while my friends carry away laughing and talking. They haven't seemed to notice. And that's when I heard a sound I was very familiar with. A zapping noise, like you hear from a taser. Very brief, but unmistakable. My stomach drops, and I started looking around a little frantically. My girlfriend at the time was the first to notice my distress. She asks me what's wrong and I explain and she immediately starts worrying. She gets my friends to quiet down and we all just sit there and listen for a bit. Then we all hear it. An electric zap. Brief again, but we all know that sound. We all start panicking a bit and we quickly put out the fire while asking each other what the F that was or where exactly it was coming from. We're all scared to walk out, it's only maybe a 5 minute walk to the street but it's dark. We all muster the courage to finally walk the path out and we don't run into anyone. We finally get to the street and start walking to our cars, nervously laughing and relishing being under street lamps again. I see him first. He's walking towards us, not at us, just walking in the direction we just came from. Slightly to the right of us. He's holding a stick of some sort. It scared me at first, but for a brief second I calmed myself. It was a pretty safe neighborhood that I knew really well and it was really common to see people out walking at night. But then I notice he's looking right at us. That stare is burned into my mind. We pass each other, my friends and I are all silent as we're having this stare down with this random man. And that's when it happened. He doesn't break eye contact, holds up the pole and smiles this creepy smile. His eyes are open so wide. The end of the stick lights up bright and that same zapping sound happens again, much louder this time. He's holding a cattle prod. We live in a city, no farmland nearby, no reason to have a cattle prod. My friends and I are silently shitting ourselves as he walks past us, maybe 20 feet away and goes straight into the woods without a flashlight or anything. We all got into our cars and peeled out of there. We never went back to that spot. I'll share my encounter on US-20 at Tapley Woods of a dog man over roadkill which I documented with another reporting site late evening on a weekend trip to see my parents in Galena, Illinois. 
45 minutes from Tapley Woods State Natural Area, Illinois, driving my cargo van 45 to 50 miles per hour past the rest stop slash hunting registration area exit. On the north of the road going west, I noticed a dark figure stooping over roadkill. It was jet black. When our eyes met, its white burning evil glare shook my soul in absolute fright and knowledge this was not just an animal but demonic. I gunned my old van to the limit as I feared it would chase me because I could feel the stare from the passenger door rear mirror. I pick up two invasive thoughts, leave and forget. In five minutes, I was at my parents' home and went to the guest room, closing the shades of a floor-to-ceiling window right next to my bed. I did not think of that experience until I saw an artist's depiction of a canine variant with three all-black and burning white eyes. Later I found another account from an elderly couple, the black white-eyed wolfman had run across the road in front of them driving at night on Blackjack Road in the same Joe Davies County, not more than 20 miles away, 125 miles from the famous Beast of Bray Road incidents. My brother, who works for the FBI, has also lived in the area with his wife and has said the property security found a dead deer 20 feet in a tree. I think only African leopards stash their prey in trees but nothing does that in North America? I suppose a car could hit something that hard but the winding roads would never let you get up that speed and no reports of a crash. After that, in the winter, 500 feet before a convenience store on the road, I saw a giant all-black dog or a wolf. It crossed very casually even though my muffler is a bit loud. I caught up with security just ahead of the wolf and asked if he saw that monster canine in its rearview mirror. No, he said. I googled if wolves were seen in Illinois at that time. Only once in 50 years and if it was a dog there are strict leash laws and fines who would let that out. My father and I spent some time camping along Highway 49 in California's Gold Country at a campsite that was on the Merced River arm of a lake where not many people ventured out to. On this particular trip us, some guy prospecting his mining claim, and a conversion van that just sat about one campsite over were the only occupants at the campground. Halfway through our trip someone is banging on our trailer door at 2 a.m. As if that isn't creepy enough, and it turns out to be the sheriff asking if we had noticed anything in particular about the van sitting two sites over. Somewhat freaked out, we told him no and went back to sleep. The next day we inquired with a campground ranger who told us the guy was three days late. Checking out then he called the sheriff who found a deceased man in the van. Turned out to be natural cause, so we finished our camping trip, but it still creeps me out knowing I was going about my business all weekend mere feet from a dead person. I used to work for my brother doing landscape work on foreclosed houses. Usually we just mowed the lawn so it didn't get out of hand and the house looked at least decent to anyone who might want to buy them. In some cases we would have to clean leftover stuff out of them as well. Eventually my brother would send me out on my own for the simple lawn care cases or to take pictures of newly foreclosed houses so the banks could assess what needed to be done. In this particular case I was sent to a new house in the town beyond the deliverance s town in my area. After the 45-minute drive out through a heavily forested area I arrived to take exterior and interior pictures. I take the exterior shots no problem, however, when I put the key in the door to go inside the door just opens and I'm hit with a cold, musty air and hear something scurry upstairs. 
Needless to say I turned around and deemed the house unsafe to enter with the bank more for there might be someone squatting in their danger than danger from damage to the house. For some reason before I left I took a picture of the house with my phone and it always creeped me out when I saw it. I used to go camping a lot and had a weird experience out in the woods. My then boyfriend and I were camping with some friends on a large piece of privately owned property inside a national forest. One of our friend's family owned the land, but nobody lived there full time. The property was partially cleared, and the cleared acreage had a trailer house, barn, equipment shed, well house, etc. It was surrounded by a barbed wire fence to keep their cattle in, and a gravel road ran along the inside of the fence line. Their property extended outside the fence, into uncleared forest, and merged with forestry service land. We camped at the fence line. We were told not to cross the fence by ourselves, and stay in the cleared area to be safe. Most of the people in our friend group were from the city and not accustomed to the forest. My boyfriend, me, and a friend of his who didn't have a tent were sleeping in my tent. I had the nylon flaps all open to let air flow through the mesh windows because it was a warm night. I was laying on an air mattress next to the back window, facing the fence and forest. I woke up in the middle of the night, feeling like someone was up and about. But I listened and didn't hear any of my other friends out of their tent. Something moving in the forest caught my eye. It was a dark human shape slowly peeking out from behind a tree and I assumed looking at the camp. It would lean away from the tree, then slowly duck back behind it. It was all dark from head to where the legs disappeared into the low underbrush. I couldn't see clothes, a face, a flashlight, or anything. Just a dark human shape. I watched it long enough to convince myself that it wasn't a shadow, and turned over to wake my boyfriend up and tell him I think somebody is out in the forest. He looked out the window but only saw some movement off in the trees, and I couldn't spot it again either. He had me switch places with him so he was next to the window and we went back to sleep. The next day, nobody from our group admitted to being out of their tents overnight. It couldn't be a neighbor. They were few and far between, and likely wouldn't trespass. Same with a camper or hiker. Public areas of the forest were too far away. I have no idea what I saw. But it was really weird. <laughs>